It's car con carne. Let's eat in the car. It's car con carne. And now here's the star of our show, James Van It's fine. I don't care. I know. I'm not, I don't care. I'm going to put it on in a second. Oh, oh, oh. I'll do a, oh. All right. I think we're on. Hey, I'm, uh, I'm Herb Rosen from the Liars Club, and I am guest hosting Car Con Carne tonight. Uh, thank you very much to James Von Osdall. And here is a public service announcement. As business owners open back up to serve their communities, they're faced with a lot of challenges as they navigate through the new normal brought on by the coronavirus, also known as the vid. CNH Financial Services is here to help. CNH offers a variety of products that range from traditional merchant accounts to a zero-cost payment processing solution, which eliminates the expense associated with accepting Visa, MasterCard, Discover, and American Express as a form of customer payment. To learn more, contact CNH Financial Services at 855-600-2437 or go to chfs.us. All right. I guess we're doing this. I thought there'd be more fanfare. Um, all right, our first guest needs no introduction, Mr. Mike O'Connell. Hey. Of Rights of the Accused, Spearnuts, Delilah's Liar Stub fame. And my, and my pal, I know him. I know him shut up, I'm doing a podcast. <laughs> what are we doing here? Just like your fashion vlog? Get, get in your thing. No, like, get in, yeah, get there. Okay. This is. Rosen, yeah, okay, Rosen lifestyles. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> queer, eye, queer eye for the dumb guy. Right on. Um, your shirt but, matches uh, your hair. Oh, Ooh, yeah, my shirt is a little Salt and pepper. Um, but uh, so we're just, we're, we're doing quick five-minute spurt interviews with, uh, oh, wait, chat. Um, there we go. We're doing quick five or so-minute interviews with people, and uh, we're asking what they've been doing during this fucking nightmare. And then we switch gears to pretending that uh, pretending that Trump is dead and there's a vaccine and all kinds of other good shit. But anyway, so Mike, what have you been doing during this nightmare? Nobody cares. No, no nobody okay. cares. Nobody cares. He hasn't been. He hasn't been making you drinks. Right. And beyond that, you don't right. fucking you care. Don't That's care. true. Right. I've, I've done nothing but get fat. Okay. Not? <laughs> <laughs> right. Fatter. But speedo season's right around the corner. You know those hot August days. Oh man. Um, uh, all right. Well, then we're asking people what is the best worst funniest show you ever saw or played or any other good story that is something other than the shit we go do on the internet every day. Let's talk about things that were fun. So people remember that going out and going to see live music and going to clubs rules. Right. Still, still right. rules. And, and we're going to need you right. when, now more than ever at a quarter capacity. And we're going to need you when you're able to come back no, and we can have a rock gonna, show. You're going to need to go out <laughs> and have some fun exactly. and get drunk and stupid and listen to some great rock and roll. Yeah. You know, but uh we got our pizza from John's Pizza on Western too. Good thing crust. But I was but I was thinking I'd tell the story about the first time we saw the bad brains. Nice. And we'll start off okay, Husker Du always had this thing where they wanted to be faster than the Dickies. That was like their goal at the time. And they used to play well, it every it's hard Sunday. hard to explain in this frame of set, but yeah, okay. that's good. But, <laughs> uh, but so anyways, that was always their goal. 
and, you know, by the time they got land speed record out, I mean, it was, they were like sonic, you know what I mean? It was crazy how tight they were and how great they were. And uh, they played exit like one Sunday a month and we'd always go see them. And then about the third time we saw him, Grant worked in some record store and he's like, you guys, you got to hear this band, the Bad Brains. Like they're from DC and they're way faster than the Dickies. Like you got to <laughs> hear this. And, and so, so of course, you know, we couldn't find the record, but Anthony Alardi, original drummer for Execute, he found the record, of course, you know, because he cut class and went to Wax Tracks every day. So he found it and it was just a plain white sleeve, it was pay to come best song ever i mean you know still yeah so so then it was only like i'm supposed to say it in here uh but still anyways so finally they're coming to town and they're playing c they're playing uh cod and so we're like so psyched to go see them you know and we don't know anything really about this band so we go and you know every you know all 25 people that went out to shows at the time were there and uh and so they come out and they're all rastas (laughs) <laughs> and, and everybody's kind of standing there like, huh? And then they start playing and they're just playing this super mellow reggae, like not like upbeat Peter Tosh, Mick Jagger. And nobody you know? nobody even knew that they were black at the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. not even. Yeah, I mean, yeah. and let alone Rastas, you know, and it's so like, so they're just playing this reggae and stuff. And we're all like, oh, man. And everybody starts talking like, like well, I don't know. The guy said they're from New York. And I'm like, well, no, the Bavarians are from D.C. And it's going on and on. Hey, what's up, James? Are we fucking up? (laughs) Okay, we're good, I think. Okay. Uh, But anyways, where was I? Oh, okay. So yeah, from DC, so they're, they're playing so right. So, yeah. so everybody's like, no, they said they're from New York. And we're like, all the real bad brains are from DC. But we're like, oh, we paid five bucks. Let's listen to some reggae. It'll be fun. <laughs> so everybody's just kind of like, like kind of skanking around the reggae and stuff. And it's just like, and they do about three songs, but the reggae songs. So they're really long, you know, and then HR just is kind of has his back turned to the crowd and he's getting like super into it, you know, like this, and then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, it's just, bam! And he does the backflip, like, bam! And then they just go right into it. And I mean, everybody, you know, all 33 people, like, in the place, and they just go apeshit crazy. Everybody's just going nuts, losing their minds and stuff. And they only had the two songs, so nobody even knew the songs to sing along. Like, Ray from Six Feet Under is, like, jumping on my head, and, like, everybody's just going bonkers, you know? And I just remember being like, oh, my God, this is the best thing I've ever seen in my life. It was just... Because up until then, bands weren't, like, tight like that and, like, was just so over the top, you know? It was uh, still to this day one of the best shows I've ever seen. And it, awesome. Right. It was just great. I mean, it was it was. And great. Well, my dad, that, how old were you then? <laughs> Jesse! Jesse! Uh, I'm telling this story, but Jesse's going to tell a story like, oh, one night I was, you know, when I was 11, I was with Candy Darling and Matt Dillon, and we went to see the Heartbreakers, <laughs> and Joey Ramon bought me a beer, and Topper sat in and played drums. <laughs> it was a nice story, Mike. How do we um, get people to watch this? Where can they watch this on? Um, on Facebook Live and okay. go to Car sorry, I'm eating the Car Con Carney stage or uh, page. Uh, C A R C O N Facebook Live Car Con uh, Car Con Carney C A R N E. Yeah, exactly. Good to see you, brother. I'm early, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You're early. Uh, we're gonna do him live. We're gonna do Lucas live, and then you are. Right after after that, I have two right. live ones, and then I'm going to see up, right? You. Dave, Dave uh, Catching, and Catching's right after you, I believe. Yeah, awesome. Right I'm psyched. Thank you, man. 
Right. And you go. I mean, whatever. that was, that was you're pretty like, much the story. You're, you're, like yeah. a, you're like a pro now at this shit. Kind of, right? Because I, I just learned, I just did Zoom for the first time today. Yeah, it's a weird <laughs> thing, but it works. Yeah, we did a Green Door party on Zoom. Let me see yeah, right. <laughs> Fuck yeah, really? we will. <laughs> Excellent. Um, all right, yeah. So Mike was on about the first time he saw the Bad Brains at COD. Oh, wow. And, and nobody, nobody knew. It was right after they did the Rasta. And nobody knew, A, that they were black or that they were Rastas. And they started with reggae. And it was like, oh, wait, is this, I guess this isn't the right band. Blah, blah. And then they just exploded. <laughs> and he was telling everyone going nuts. Yeah. To this day, it's real. One of the best shows I've you ever mean? seen. You know, they just floored everybody. Oh, really? You know, because that was them. And I think the Cro-Mags were the bands that were like, every one of us has to get back in the basement and start practicing. Like, you know what I mean? You were like, they were like, Oh, we're really fun at playing fast, but it was like, Oh yeah. no, we've got to get our yeah. crap together, man. We've got to get it together. Doing it right. Yeah. Doing it right. Yeah. We better, Absolutely. you better start rehearsing, writing some better songs because <laughs> yo ain't cutting it. Um, well, actually Jesse, since you're here, fuck it. Let's, are you good? Yeah. I'm cool. Yeah. yeah I'm we'll, we'll do you. And then because the people are running late live. So let's, let's do you. So, okay. uh, Jesse Malin, old friend of ours, um, singer, songwriter, solo artist, uh, degeneration, heart attack, owner of any club that's worth a shit in, uh, in Manhattan, not Brooklyn. <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, he's here to help us out with this thing tonight. And, uh, so we're saying the first thing, what have you been up to, uh, while this nightmare has been going on? What uh, what do you guys have going gig wise, uh, fundraising wise, whatever causes? And then after that, what's the best, worst, funniest show story that you played or saw? So okay, good. Take well, it away, brother. Good I to see you. Keeping us busy, Herb. It's great to see you. I know we've been texting a bit. Yeah. Um, New York was really weird and dystopian, Mad Max, freaky, you know, place for a while. Right. Uh, it's a little bit, but, you know, people are still keeping their distance and being safe. A lot of people, a lot of my friends, you know, I've been trying to write. At first, I was kind of depressed, losing 100 gigs, so I couldn't really right. do anything. I learned how to be on the, the digital, you know, to do these Zoom things. and uh, I, I learned today. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, I started doing a live stream from uh, my apartment, which then led into doing it at the Bowery Electric with the band at distance. Right. And having different that last one, man, it sounded and looked great. Like, oh, you. really, you guys have got it down. It was great. Yeah, it's weird at first just playing, you know, to cameras, like, you know, like I oh, said, yeah. cam girl. But you kind of get used to, you know, knowing that there's people there. You feel that people are there. You don't, but sure. you know, doing what we do, we feed off an audience. Yeah, it's the vibe. Yeah, it's, it's, it's back and forth. Fuck yeah. Like getting, you know, doing it alone was strange. Like when I was doing my apartment, there'd be no applause between stuff. And you'd be like, all right. Here's another story. Here's another story. <laughs> right. With the band there, I can crack the band up a little bit. And so we've eased into that, and that's been nice. Working a little bit slowly on, you know, finishing my next record. I haven't gone into a studio yet. Okay, um, sure. That I've been involved in that we started up in the 90s and early 2000s and whatever. They, most of them are closed. One is selling through a window, you know. Uh, well, actually, two are. But the others, the live venues are just closed, and we're trying to urge people to, you know, sign up for Save Our Stages. Yeah. And get to Congress because they're going to vote this month. For that restart act. Independent yeah. venues, you know, to finance and give some money to help out around the whole country. Like they just gave $2 billion in Britain to help out live venues. I saw that, you know yeah. I mean? And cool. as you know, you know, I mean, I was going to say Liars Club, you know, that's where I go. You know, it's my favorite fucking place in Chicago. And I, I love Chicago, so it's saying a lot. First, Thank went you. to see you. 
uh, with Todd Youth and Jack Flanagan and all those guys. Actually, well, with Jack and the D-Generation guys, we played the Riviera with uh, the Ramones. Over right, right, right. And then we came over. I think we might have went to the Green Mill and then, and then Liars Club. And now it's yep. been, you know, 100 years later and, and uh, my liver's still holding up. <laughs> but uh, so ours, almost. Yeah, the last time we were there, I had so much fun with Joe Kelly and everything. And doing Absolutely. I talked to Joe earlier and he said to say, hey. Oh, cool. cool. Well, and then, I don't know, gig-wise, like, you know, it's hard to think so many. I, obviously, a lot of times when people ask me, I tend to go with the Bad Brains thing because when we saw them for like $2, it was from like outer space and to see right. them like that it changed everything because I didn't get to see the Ramones and the pistols when that came out. I was late to that. Cause I'm a little younger at the time. Um, but weirdest gig. I'll tell this one because you might know it, but you know, being a, a kiss fan, we were close in the same age and have the same path. I think from like kiss sure. to punk to hardcore, um, as a kid, I would have probably cut off a digit to, to meet kiss, to, to be in a room with them. I played the talent show, a spit ketchup. We dressed up in nice. PS 193 first time on stage, rock and roll night cover. Um, you know, it was a big fan. I was in the kiss army. I once, I once spit, there was no ketchup at our babysitters, uh, Karen Shay's mom babysitters, and there was no ketchup, so I crammed red yarn down my throat and spit the red yarn. Anyway, go ahead, sorry. <laughs> um, you know, and I was just so into this band, you know, it was like everything. We waited for every magazine to come out. We would yep. go to these shows, didn't have a lot of money. You're watching from the, you know, the nosebleeds at the garden and the mezzanine and the, you know, and, uh, you know, then the 80s came and with hardcore and being in bands like my band Heart Attack, you know, we were able to be right there in the front and be part of Absolutely. it. Absolutely. I wasn't so into those big gigs and in those arenas and Kiss kind of got a bit shittier during that time and they took up the makeup. I wasn't a fan. You know, no, like, no, nor was the I. The original lineup, you know, it was a New York group, but it was a progression for me being a fan like I liked Kiss. They were from the neighborhoods that I grew up in. Right. It was like a story of these guys, you know, making it. There weren't many rock bands out of New York that made it. And then from Kiss came the Ramones. They wore the jackets that Fonzie wore, and they, they had chanty songs with floor tom beats like Kiss had. So it, it was a good progression for me. And nice. then uh, with Hardcore, we saw it through all the bullshit. But in the 90s, I guess, I guess or like 1991, I was really fed up with the funky kind of, you know, bands and this hip hop kind of like metal raps, like rock and roll. Sure, sure. New, new metal. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Me and my friends, that would be like the kind of band we'd want to see when we were kids, even though we missed out on the 70s. And I just did it for fun. You know, I used to do this earnest songwriter thing and like this band I had called Hope, but then I made Degeneration. Right. It was like a joke. I'll take off my shirt and I'll, you know, live out my Steve Bader fantasy. And that became fun. as yeah. like a thing. It worked out okay. Yeah, so then we got some record deals. We're kind of okay, yeah. And and next thing you know, our second record is made, and we go out to an Italian restaurant dinner. Me and uh, Danny, the guitarist, and our manager and our label guy says, "Well, we got this tour for you. Two weeks with Kiss. Well, right. uh, you're doing the country, and then it's like Kiss. All right, and then they tell us it's with Ace and with Peter, and it's going to be like 19. Like that first reunion, the '96 one, right? Yeah. yeah. Huh. So we have two weeks of that, and then of course we look at the itinerary. He hands it to us and it says the Garden. Yes. So if you grew up in New York or anywhere in the world, you want to play the garden. And my well, father, and my father, that's beyond a dream come true. <laughs> yeah. My father hated degeneration, but he was like, yeah, I'll come see you. I'm like, dad, we sold out CBGB's three nights. I'll come see you when you play the garden. Yeah. So we were playing the garden. By the time we get to the garden, 
um, we're pretty much tired of watching the show every single night. We've sure. seen this show. There, yeah. you know, there's a lot of rules. They're really nice to us. They were really great. They each came in our dressing room and this and that. We get to New York, and um, I just am so excited. But the dressing room is the size of like, you know, like a, a big bathroom. It's tiny what right. they give us. And they tell us after the show we can't hang out because it's like New York or whatever. Out the door. But earlier, you know, Gene walked me around and we walked through. We had a camera. Someone was filming. It was very nice. But after the show, I got my father there, my grandfather. Donald Trump was there. He had worse seats than Howie Pyro's parents. They turned around yes. and were excited because they had better <laughs> seats. So we played the whole show. And, uh, you know, Bob Gruen gets some photos and our girlfriends and family. Sure. And it's done. But, you know, when we're there, we're like, oh, well, we're opening. You know, it's not that great and all this. And her name was on the thing outside. So I'm going to go now. They're kicking me out of the dressing room. And this will give you the time frame. I'm drinking Rolling Rock beer. Nice. Got spring water. And I'm heading out to go down to my club, Coney Island High on St. Mark's. So I'm going to freaking celebrate. And I'm One under of my favorites of all time, by the way. But yeah. <laughs> and I'm under the pavilion of 7th Avenue and not even on the street, like out of the garden. They have this like roof thing. And I'm drinking. I got my laminate and with my friend. And the cops roll up on me. They're like, open container. You got it. And they're like, they want to arrest me. And I'm like, dude, I'm a New Yorker. Is that Just Giuliani cleanup time? Around yeah, Giuliani, yeah, 96, yeah. quality of life. Right. They closed my club for dancing. So I show people, you know, like the, the two cops, look, it's Gene Simmons here. It's my face. I just played, like, here's my ID. I'm from New York. Open container. Boom. I went to jail for two days. I played the garden. I don't have a police <laughs> From the there. greatest night of your life to the shittiest weekend of your life. Ah, <laughs> oh, dude. But, That's um, pretty awesome. Yeah, that, that, I don't know. That, that was kind of the, the story on it. And then the other little part is in my mind from going there, the garden was so big that um, I kind of was in between two relationships with two girls. So I put one on one side of like <laughs> the, the, where the You're in 116 and, the and you're, in, you're in 120. They're never going to see each other. I got them tickets. I worked it all out. And then I get there and I went and said hello to one. And then I went across to the other and she goes, I saw you, right? You know, like, so now when I go to shows at the garden, it's fucking small. Like, yeah, get <laughs> yeah right. But in my mind, laying in bed, I was like, we're coming to the garden. <laughs> this is going to work. That's, that's a good rock and roll tale. Yeah. Awesome, brother. Well, dude, thank you so much. Hey, there's Justine. Justine wants to say hey. Oh, hey. Got the same hat on. See you. New York oh, misses yeah. you. Hey. <laughs> Oh, and, uh, good. All right, cool, brother. Thank you so much, hey. man. Love you, brother. And uh, yeah, see you later. Tell everybody to say hi. And, uh, and let's everybody to sign up to save our stages. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Right. Uh, it's right. saveourstages.com. And uh, write your lawmakers. Uh, just but just click on saveourstages.com. 30 seconds. There. Yeah. It, yeah, exactly. It takes less than two minutes. All right, brother. Thank all you right. so much, man. Good. All right, right. Hey. Oh my God! Wow, look at seamless, oh seamless segue. God. Scott Lucas of Local H fame, wearing straight from Forbes magazine, wearing a Liars Club mask. Nice, very nice. That's kind of the cyborg one too. Are you on your bicycle? Yeah, that Tussie seems kind of dangerous. Feel it. That seems yeah, Wait, let's see. I'm reading the chats. <laughs> Lucas is here. I told him we'll go to him next. All right. Um, so we're doing this. We're starting with what have you been doing, even though most people probably know because you're on the interwebs. Um, 
and what uh, what are the causes, what are the gigs, what are we raising money for, and then we go to the fun stuff. But Scott, Scott, you gotta tell you gotta tell them about that time that me, you, and Herb got really drunk at Liars. Oh, that that's one, so awesome! That was so awesome. Oh man, how cool! <laughs> I can't wait to do it again. One time we were at Liars, and it was it, it was, was brutal. Crazy. Man. It was the best. How yeah, are this you? Double, are this we? double chin cam is a bummer. How you, how's that microphone working? Oh, yeah. Thank you, Scott. This is Scott's Yeti microphone that came from a Yeti cooler that he bought at the Yeti store where Dumbledore used to be. That's a lie. I'm joking, but it is a Yeti microphone. You do, wouldn't do agree you, with that joint, Do though. you feel like David Letterman with it? You people wouldn't understand. Yeah. <laughs> How do you like this uh, Abe Lincoln face mask deal? Not bad. It's pretty good. I'm really into it. I, I got nothing to say. I, I think uh, everything that Jesse was talking about with civil and save the stages is the way to go, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. And yeah, that, it's SaveOurStages.com. Do that. You guys have uh, you guys have a uh, you guys have a drive-in show coming up, right? I actually wrote some notes here. Well, it's, it's kind of a drive-in show, but it's more hey! of like a thing that's like a thing. That's Yo, just, look at this. Look at this. Really what, a, what a surprise. Oh, I can't believe it. Look at the technologies. Look at the technologies. It's amazing. Oh, my God. All right, now get off the Zooms and get in our shot. They're right there. We've also got the Kiss Carousel going. I'm on the internet. Yeah. I'm on the internet. Oh, my God. It's like, it's like two mirrors. It's like looking into two mirrors. It's like, it's like she told two friends and she told two friends. Can you hear the feedback? God, amazing. It's, right. it's like that uh, movie with time zone. Hello? Hey, Scott. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> you know well, I told you. <laughs> I'm, I'm scared for real. All right, get, get in the shot. Like, get okay, in the I'm shot. Oh, no, you can get in. You can stay. So, I, I, All right. So, I, you're in the shot there. Okay. So is uh, James completely... Bummed that he no, he better not gave be. the reins to you. I know how could he be? This James, are so you completely? Hey, what's happening, gents? Oh, oh. Hey. Oh. <laughs> I to see you. Yeah, this is really high tech. Watch out, brother. Yeah, uh, we're on the internet. We're on the interwebs. Can we put on my mask just to be safe? That we're yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that, dude, there's already so much spit on you. You maybe should, or just go like, just rub your screen. I saw it, the CDC recommends rubbing your own screen, amongst, amongst other things. You've got so much spit in that thing. You can just go. All right, so Scott is on his story, about to tell his story of best, worst, funniest show you saw or played or whatever. So we're letting him go, and then I believe you're next. Let me see. I've got all of them. All right, yeah. Dave. Yeah, yeah. Dave, you go. No, 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 no. You go. He just got here. Fuck off. Come on. No, no. Yeah. We got Dave catching here. Okay, you want to go? You want to go first? All right. You, what are we doing? I'll come back. He's here live. He's here live. We'll do you because you're here. I actually, dude, the amount of homework, I learned how to do Zoom today. <laughs> and and I started calling people yesterday, as you know. I taught hey, you how to do Yeah, yeah, too. Yeah, Lucas, I really. And here's, here's my notes. Which nice. I can't read, nor can anyone else. I do have a bit of a schedule, and we're almost on it. But anyway, hey, uh, this is David Ketching, our, our good friend. Uh, 
owner, operator, partner, Rancho de la Luna studio and Mescal soon to be relaunched. Correct. Correct. And uh, guitar and engineer on more for and on more good bands with good bands than you. We have time to list, but and uh, a very good friend of yours. And I've been very lucky to have known you for a long time. Uh, dude, so, so happy to have you here. Love you, brother. Absolutely. No, man, I miss you a lot. I would have been there a couple of weeks ago, actually. That's what, you know, that's what you said. And, uh, I mean, it's just, yeah, if you, if you would have come, you would have had to stay for two weeks alone. And then, yeah, yeah I mean, and, you know, they passed that thing where, uh, you know, it's a nightmare anyway. Um, so what, uh, what have you been doing? Uh, what, what are we supporting through this nightmare? And then we change gears and we, Trump is dead. There's a, there's a vaccine and other good shit, and you tell us uh, a good story about a fun show, the best, worst, funniest, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Take it away. Well, I've been really <laughs> busy recording a lot of stuff here. Luckily, I have a recording studio, and since uh, people are social distancing, I've had the place to myself. Sure. So I've, I've been hanging out with my girl and my dogs and recording as much as possible. We've been finishing up a Mojave Lords record and the Earthlings record. Nice. And uh, working on a solo record all at the same time because now it's been three months, three wow. and a half months. Very cool. you know? And are you doing are you doing band projects where people are coming in and tracking separately, or no. it's not even? Yeah, and that's yeah. not the vibe there. That that's you want to do like a live room vibe, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, also everybody I had. Uh, starting in early March, postponed. Sure. You know? yeah. And now, and now, I'm starting to get a few people interested, in wanting to come back, but I'm not really sure how that's going to work with stuff. I'm not in a huge hurry to be around people. No, I get it, man. Absolutely. We're doing. We're we've got a, a, a thing set up out back, and then uh, outside, and then we're allowed, you know, 24 people in here, and it hasn't even really been an issue. You know, we're getting like you know a dozen, 15 at a time, whatever. And yeah, but we're we're enforcing that stuff. And the one we're going, you know, strict along all of it. But the one bummer is 11 p.m. They're making us close, and you, really? you know, we're more of a late joint. Yeah, so that's kind of. We open earlier, but it just kind of doesn't. It's not. It's not what we do. None of this is what we do in any no. way, shape, or form. On your end, on my end, any of it. So yeah, it's kind of funny. No, it's it's been it's been really hard on all of us. You know, like everybody, basically everyone I know is a musician or restaurant or bar person. Right. You know? Yeah. Exactly. Or all of the above. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, all of the above actually. Yeah. And it's just, it's just really slowed down everyone but you know things are looking like it, you know things are crazy right now but hopefully something will change for the better soon that's what we're yeah. all hoping for i mean the fact that you were actually able to have a few people in is 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 cool it's you know it's great to see people more than anything and you know it will eke something out of it and uh yeah. and trying to stay positive about it fuck yeah. yeah um all right what's your story What's my story? Yeah. Which, which story? story, the story yeah. Be, best gig, worst gig, funniest gig, uh, just a good that you played or saw or just a good anecdote yeah. for us kids. Well, the I, you know, I've been very lucky to play many, many great shows. Uh, oh, yeah. one, of my, one of my favorites of late was playing with you at the Liars Club on Halloween <laughs> with the beer nuts. <laughs> that I got was up, a good one. I got up and played a couple of songs with you guys. That was uh, that was really fun because uh, Halloween in Chicago is one of the best. And with you and the Liars Club, 
Yeah, I was, was a fun one. I was soaked in much beer before I got on stage, and then <laughs> exactly. much more. And dude, weren't you rocking like a semi like daishiki deal or something? You I was big, like that. You might as well have been like wearing a wool carpet soaked in beer. Yeah, that that thing had that thing probably weighed eight eighty pounds by the end of the night. I was like, <laughs> but it was it was really great because that was one of our earliest launches of our mezcal and right. Bingo and I were there the night before. Oh, that's we, right. I forgot we did that. That's why we were all, we were a little hung over that Halloween. I yeah. And that, that, yeah, that was right. like a big deal for us because that was, we had done two parties in new Orleans the night before and then right. flown there and hung out with you and, and you, you yep. were our launch in uh, Illinois and it was really fun. Yeah, that was and a the, good one. And the, and the beer nut set was amazing as always. And I saw a lot of great friends and that was that was one of my favorites of late. But I've had so many. I mean, I've been very, very lucky with many different bands that have great shows everywhere. Definitely, very cool. And I, actually, on that note, I forgot to ask you. So, what's going on? Uh, is there a time frame for the uh, mezcal for the Rancho de la Luna mezcal? Yeah, it's, it's uh, the production is in production and getting packaged up right now. Obviously, everything got pushed back because of sure. everything everywhere. So we're hoping to be back in Illinois. We're hoping by first week of August. Oh, great. Okay, cool. Uh, we'll talk about who's distributing and whatever, where I can order it off the air. But yeah, yeah unless you plug, but uh, I'm sanitizing. Nice. Because I blew my nose. Uh, <laughs> this, one is, uh, this one is crocodile fiercely clean. We have like 20 different sanitizers laying around the bar and outside and if you mix like the wrong combo it like kind of turns into lube and gelatin <laughs> like like a gritty gelatin lube thing it sucks but anyway <laughs> well what time what time are you guys opening if you have to be we're opening on the weekends at three out back and then uh on weekdays five so we're doing three to 11 and five to 11 but to be honest we're not getting very many people until like six or seven you know that's we're not yeah. this this whole thing is forcing me to do a bunch of shit that i don't really want to do but hey that's kind of what it's doing to everybody so yeah are you are you uh have you seen a lot of friends that have yeah no like our good our good crew has come out mike hasn't been out in a while he came for this and you know, you know, some people are a little more at risk and some people have people at home that are more at risk so it's uh you know, but it's, you know, we've seen in the past few weeks, we've seen just about everybody. So that's cool. I'm and everybody's really been pretty smart about it. So. Yeah. It's, it's, it's been a little strange out here because I live in Joshua tree, which is kind of in the middle of nowhere. So I, you yeah, know, so you're pretty removed from the, yeah, it's not an urban thing where you're like, I'm going to get sick. And it's, it, I can see it being tough to fucking stick by these rules out it's, there. It's, it's no a doubt. little rough. It's a little rough because, you know, uh, like, well, Hutch lives next door. So yeah. I see oh God. Give Hutch, give Hutch a hug for me. I should have told you to bring Hutch over. Shit. You know, it. I should have uh, BOC lives next door. Brian, Brian too. Shit. That's awesome. So I've, I've, I've gotten to see my closest friends, but yeah, not a lot of people have been traveling out this way. So no, it's, it's, been, yeah. it's been pretty rough to, you know, you and I are extremely social animals. Yeah. yeah. And so that, that's Sucks. been the hardest part. It's been great to hang with my girl and our dogs and have some really nice time. Sure. But man, like the first few weeks, I thought it was awesome because I actually got to sleep. And oh, not yeah, work. absolutely. Right. Yeah. You're like the first month, it's like, woo. And then all of a sudden, you're like, something starts yeah. ticking. Yeah. Yeah. And, and we, we were supposed to be throwing parties 
you know, we were already supposed to be launched and throwing parties, which now right. who knows what's going to happen with that. And, and as if you hadn't waited that long already, you know, it's like, I guess we'll be doing Zoom that. launches, you know. No doubt. Yeah. All right. Awesome, brother. Well, Dave, great to see you, man. Love you. Uh, I guess we're going to the next Zoom person. Mike, hey, brother, brother, man. Good to see you. Yeah. And I love you guys. I love you, brother. And you're going to you're gonna be talking to uh, Jesse Mallon in a minute. Please give no, him No, Jesse call. already went. Jesse was right before you. Oh, yeah. okay. Because the times are all fucked up. Yeah, as usual. But, yeah, he just went before you, but he said to say, hey, he knew you were all coming. Right. So, tell so Nick, you make tell, Nick I, said, tell Nick I said hi, and I love you guys. I'll talk to you soon. Love you, brother. All right. Thanks, Dave. Bye-bye. All right, what do we got? I think we've got. Uh, yeah, Scott, you want to tell your story? All right, you're, he's still here. I think we have. I think we have Nick Miller from Jam next. Hold on, let me take a look at the chat here. Okay, uh, whoever the Wizard of Oz, give us, give us Nick Miller. Uh, Nick Miller, longtime head booker for Jam of every club in Chicago. And probably more than that now. Where's Nick? I don't know. He's coming. Nick, he's come trying. On. Nick is trying to connect. Come Why on, won't he turn around? Because he's bored. Because he were yapping. <laughs> Nick's asleep. Yeah. Okay. Nick, Scott, Nick, you tell your uh, tell your story. Hi, Sean Mulroney. What's up, man? Right, well, the best story ever is uh, when uh, Beer Nuts joined us. Oh, is he here? No. Go ahead. Spear Nuts, remember you joined us on tour when we were on tour yeah. with Taylor, <laughs> yeah. speaking of Hutch? Yeah. And uh, you guys showed up and rolled out of the van like <laughs> Cheech and Chong times five. But <laughs> booze. Yeah. Yeah, booze. Oh, there, there he is. is. Okay, bye. <laughs> All right. Nick Miller, we've got Scott live, so we'll we'll let you go. Sorry, it's a Cheech and Chong story. Finish it. Right, right, right. We're gonna do it in, in chunks. It's gonna be like a cliffhanger, right. like a serial. As I recall, we did it in chunks that night. All right, Nick, I already gave you your intro. Oh, so yeah, Nick Miller from uh, Jam Productions, head booker of every club you've ever been to for a hundred years since I was a kid. That's for sure. And there's Michael Connell's here, too. I like your display of your rock and roll arsenal behind yes. you. Yes. So <laughs> maybe take one of these down. Hang on, let me close the door real quick. <laughs> What's up, Sean? I'm camped out in the music room, so, you know. Yeah, very yeah. cool. Rock room. Rock yes, room. Um, so we're, we're, doing, we're doing everyone a little quick in-and-out interview. Okay. Uh, first, we'll talk about... What's going? What you've been doing since this thing? What causes we're uh, we're rooting for, donating to, blah blah blah, and then a story about the best, worst, funniest show you ever played or uh, or saw or whatever. Also, I might add that Nick is the the guitar king of Viceroy and still one of the best guitar tones in the city. Always. Always. Anyway, there you go. Oh, <laughs> Mike concurs. Oh, yeah, that's fine. You're too kind. Um, so, okay, what have I been doing? Um, well, let's talk about what's going on first. Yeah. I'm sure you've done a hundred times now. Um, yeah. so we're all shut down. We're not going to be able to open up for who knows when, um, there, did you guys talk about civil already? We yeah, we talked, uh, well, I talked about Neva with Jesse a little more and then yeah, civil on the local level. That's, that's where we should go. I think. All right. So you've covered all that stuff. That's great. And there's some great stuff going on. Uh, it, uh, I don't know if you talked about um, Senator Duckworth just um, 
just uh, is advocating now for this uh, restart, restart program. Yeah. Which would fund um, payroll and benefits for people for another six months, which is huge because, you know, people are starving out there. It's, it's you know, it's sad. It's yeah. Um, what have I been doing? I have been rescheduling and rescheduling. Yeah. Rescheduling everything rescheduling and everything and postponing. And yeah. Canceling and then taking the canceled shows and rescheduling them back on and then canceling them again. Again, right. And that's Which, what I do every it's day. It's probably going to go on and it's Groundhog Day. Yeah. This Monday through Friday from my dining room. Um, and it's just, it's brutal, you know? Yeah. I mean, yeah. There's not, there's not much good. There's not much good to say about it. No, no doubt about it. No, I mean, I, the, the one thing is, I get excited because we reschedule stuff and I'm like, yes, this stuff's going to happen. And they're like, you know, we're <laughs> about February. Well, can we, can we clear some dates in February and November too? I'm like, really? Ah, okay. So we're doing all that stuff. Um, but we hope to get back to work as soon as possible. I was, I was hopeful that we would be able to start having shows before the end of the year, maybe late November Maybe right. December. That's what we were hoping too. Yeah. And um, I don't know how realistic that is now. I, I think that it might be more realistic spring to be honest with you, but who knows? Nobody yeah. knows. Um, we're offering refunds for anything that's been postponed. We're not like sure letting people refund anything. We are. Right. And, and, and are people actually getting their refunds? Yeah. I hear, I hear they're not from certain other, yes. <laughs> other institutions. They are getting them. Um, and we're making sure they're getting them, but, uh, but, uh, what we're trying to encourage people to do is if you can hang on to your tickets, once the, once the rescheduled date, the one that actually is rescheduled, right. Um, (laughs) (laughs) then you can decide maybe if you're going or not, but, um, but you know, I find it, it's interesting. A lot of people have not refunded their tickets. Right. Well, that's great because they're holding on to them and they know that it's kind of a support thing and, and whatever. I didn't want to go there. He spent the money and you know, I mean, yeah, we're not selling $150 concert tickets, you know, no. yeah. so yeah, that's not happening. You know. All right. So now we jump from, we jump from this, we pretend Trump is dead and there's a, uh, there's a vaccine and here we go in the, in a good time mode. What's uh, what's one of the favorite, Favorite shows, best, worst, funniest show you ever saw or played? Give us a story. Um, let's see. Uh, I'll give you a, a kind of a, a story that wasn't so fun but had a silver lining. Okay. Um, so the last show I did with the Stone Temple Pilots with Scott Weiland. Right. Uh, it was scheduled for the Riv. It just it didn't sell well enough, and we worked with the band and, and their agency to uh, – get them to agree to move the show to the Vic. So right. we're doing the show at the Vic and Scott Weiland is fucked. Yeah. He's no, he's late. He hasn't showed up. Oh, yet. Right. Okay. Yeah. Man's there. I'm talking to them. They're all like, yeah, he's late. Half hour, an hour. Yeah. But about, about, about the hour mark, I'm sitting in my office going, come on, man, just get, Oh, he's at his hotel. Just get right. over. Right. And I hear, coming down the stairs at the Vic, I hear this familiar voice, this guy from Rockford, who I know. Right. And he's talking to his, his photographer guy, Mike. I'm like, oh, Rick's on is here. So I go, I'm like, Rick. Rick Nielsen's there. 
Right. Oh, nice. I'm like, what's so going on? He's yeah. walking in. He's got not that one, but the Dream Police guitar with him. Yes. He's like, oh, that's cool. And I now I've known Rick for many years. We've done many, many shows with them. Of course. Um, so I, you know, he goes. I, I set him up in the green room, and the guitar is sitting there, and Scott Weiland's still not there. And I'm hanging around. I'm like, this is just a drag. Show's losing money, by the way, big time. Yeah. So, <laughs> as, an, right. as an aside, with your patience, so I'm sitting there, I'm talking to Rick and Mike, and I'm staring at Dream Police on the couch there, and I'm looking at my look at Rick, I look at the guitar, I look at him. <laughs> Can I? He goes, Yeah, 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 pick it up. I got to play the Dream Police guitar. Fuck yeah. And it was so awesome. It was so awesome. In fact, I put it on, there's a, there's a photograph that I prominently post on Facebook all the time of, that Mike took of Rick and I standing there with it. When I, nice. When I, held, when I closed my eyes, it felt like the exact weight and neck profile of that one, which I thought was super cool too. Yes. Anyway. <laughs> that's my did, that, did that twat Wyland ever show up? He did show up. He showed up an hour and a half late, and then he spent 30 minutes vocalizing and warming up. Oh. And then they finally went on. <laughs> Excellent. You know, 30 minutes yeah. vocalizing to do a bad Eddie Vedder, who's already bad. But anyway, I, we're not supposed to talk shit. Sorry. <laughs> Another day at work. Yeah. Awesome. Nick, thank you so much, brother. We appreciate you doing this. Thanks, see you later. And uh, see, hopefully see you soon at a show here or a show there. Or, yeah, anything. Barracuda Bar. They, yeah, and I hope so. Thanks, brother. All right, man. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, I think up next we have Andy Wendler. No way. Yeah, I got Andy. We got Andy Wendler from the Necros live from somewhere near Toledo, Ohio. Maybe still mommy. I forget. Waterville, one of those. Um, Andy Wendler, the coolest motherfucker. Yeah, exactly. Andy Wendler from the Necros, yeah. your favorite guitar player and just the best dude on right. the planet. You think you know <laughs> shit, you don't. Andy fucking Wendler. <laughs> Fuck yeah. I love that fucking guy. Where is he? I, who cares? Where is he? Who cares? You talking about it. <laughs> yeah! Yeah, there we go. All right. <laughs> Mike and Herb, my man. What's up, brother? Well, well, Mike's here. Lucas is trying to get yeah, it. I see O'Connell. Dude, one of so my, my greatest achievements, leading you guys when you were just young children. <laughs> yeah, for real. For the rest for of your lives. Young children. I was glad going you held your hand over that first year. step. When I met you. <laughs> I wasn't even to high school yet. Well, I, I remember <laughs> I remember being like, I think I was 16 or 17, and I was at Barry's, and I, I don't know, he was turning like 23 or 24, something like that. Right. And I was like, dude. You are so old. Oh my God, what a bummer. I was like, ouch. Ouch. Exactly. Anyway, uh, how the fuck are you, man? What's, uh, what's going on? What have you been doing since this? We're going to do, what have you been doing during this nightmare, which is the boring, shitty part? And then we get to the good part. Uh, a good story about the best show, worst show, funniest show, whatever. I mean, you have a thousand that are better than anyone's here. So working from uh, home, which I thought would be great. And then yeah. about two months in, I was like, oh, my God, I'm going to stab myself in the eyes. Right. Uh, it's just too much. And uh, I think the last live performance I saw was uh, Brendan Benson and Jack White did a little acoustic show up at Third Man. Right, like right. A little thing, and it was a great time. And then, like, seven days later, I'm like, I don't think I'll be going out again for, like, a year. Ever. Yeah. And it was kind of messed up. I also, see that uh, – L7. I see, but- 
for the people who are into Detroit music, L7 has a, a full length album coming out on uh, Third Wait, Man. Corey Clark L7? The L7 with Larissa, as Steve Shelley was uh, instrumental in uh, ushering this thing along. So anyhow, got that out of the way for the for my pals. Well, yeah, Um, and and Jack White is re-releasing all that old Detroit shit. Yeah, he's been doing a ton of stuff. Yeah, Dave is is Barry ever going to let him do the Necro stuff, or what's the what's the holdup? I have no idea. (laughs) man that would be that would be an internet onslaught if that shit was re-released well it's all about the internet what are you drinking sir i've I've got a budweiser and i have an empty maker's mark stella artois because it was in the fridge how long i've been bartending i can tell from the yeah i know you can (laughs) across the internet you can pick up my beer yeah and then i just had a little uh gray goose in here nice uh, passe Early two thousand yuppie. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. Um, all right. Well, give us uh, what's uh, what's your story? Which one? Are you There's so many, man. I don't. I don't even know. I thought about this. There's really so many. I think the best story, because listening to Jesse earlier, I was thinking about the hardcore days. We used New York as like our fishing cabin almost at one point. Sure. Or like at least once a month, we'd pile in the van and go to New York. Sometimes we had a gig. Sometimes we didn't. Uh, we had places to crash and stuff, but I remember, uh, this isn't really a gig so much, but I remember once we're all operating well without the realms of sanity at this point in our lives. Right. If we stopped to get gas and, uh, I stole the lid to a toilet and put it in the van. And then by the next stop that had become, we have to steal enough parts to build a toilet in the van by the time we get to New York. So we get to that giant bridge over the Susquehanna river in Pennsylvania and we give up, but we've got a bowl and a tank at this point and we decide we're going to throw it off the bridge. So Highland's driving and he's looking over at me and I'm in the passenger seat and I'm with the door open and I'm trying to throw it Getting out. Ready we, to hurl look it. For, we look forward at the same moment, and there's a car in front of us stalled in the right lane with, like, four kids' faces plastered against the back glass <laughs> at this van barreling down at 70 miles an hour with this giant man leaning out of the passenger door trying to throw a toilet off the uh, bridge. <laughs> uh, so but we avoided any uh, trouble, but that was great. Um, that's one that's one that the kids should maybe try during COVID. I think yeah, that would yeah, be definitely the, a good thing to start collecting toilet parts and be cool like people on this on this podcast. Do it for the vid, man. Yeah. <laughs> do it for the vid. But uh yeah, other than that, I mean there's been so many great shows. I mean the the early involvement with the Misfits, virtually every show had some hilarious uh something went down um but probably the most exciting show in the most compact part of time ever minor threat at the freezer when these guys came in and tried to start fighting with people and randy and tim king who you will all be seeing very soon in the detroit documentary nice out and i I swear one time i saw randy king like beating up like seven hillbillies at once (laughs) just like jason stratham in a movie I mean, like turning around, elbowing a guy, punching another guy while he's holding a guy <laughs> under his other arm. It was amazing. So, awesome. You know, and the gig was great, too. Of Taking course. Approach and, and minor threat, you know. And the Fuck King yeah. Brothers just thinking it was fun. Like, oh, yeah, right, right, like, yeah, yeah, right, yeah, right, like, yeah. Very, hey, what's right. up, hey, Andy, what's up? Very routine, very routine. Well, I'll tell you, the first time we met those guys, we were so scared, but we found out they actually liked the hardcore scene. We were like, yes. 
Yeah, right. <laughs> They're on our side. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> All right, brother. We're, of course, running way behind schedule. Cool. Uh, love you, and thanks so much. And uh, tell everyone we said hey. Give Eric a kiss for us, and uh, we'll talk to you soon, man. Hey, you guys. guys I'll see you real soon. Yeah. Can you see Yeah, you're on there. I don't know, yeah. dude. I'm not yeah. on this shit. All right, brother. Thanks, Andy. <laughs> see you later. Tell Lee, hey, too, the kids. All right. All right, who's next? Um, I think we've got – sorry, Sean, you're live, so you got to wait because we're, we're – Oh, shit. Hey, Nate. All right, we have uh, Nate Cook from the Yelpers. Uh, are you in Denver, Colorado still? I am, yeah. All right, just you're going to be yeah. here tomorrow, much to my dismay. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll see you on Wednesday. Um, but anyway, Nate's, uh, Nate's the front man, singer, songwriter, guitar player, uh, bane of my utmost uh, existence from the Yelpers. But hyper-talented, hyper-smart pal of mine. Mm-hmm. So, um, all right, so we're doing, what have you been doing during this fucking nightmare? And then we're switching gears. There's a scene, and then a good story about a gig or whatever. Take it away. Um, Honestly, I haven't been up to a whole lot, and uh, I fucking love it. It's fucking great. The best pandemic. Everyone's loving it until that 600 stops in 10 days. Yeah, totally. That's poverty. Um, No, I've just been fucking. uh, I've been trying to write. Uh, We've been getting this studio up off the ground here in Denver, and then. I don't know. I've, I've kind of turned into a bit of a pussy. I've been like biking everywhere and shit, trying to lose weight, like a you know. So all right, I'm sure that's pretty so. crowded in Denver. Yeah, um, <laughs> how about you? What have you been up to? I've been bumming out. No, I, yeah. I just uh, they're letting us have 24 people inside. We've got a yeah. makeshift thing outside uh, that's going okay, and just trying to eke something out from that. And I, I, mean, I didn't. Tell- I didn't drink. I drank like twice in the first two and a half months, but now yeah. I'm catching up quick. And, uh, <laughs> and yeah, and we're doing this, and this is kind of cool. And thanks. did you guys? So you guys did a big reno at the Liars Club, right? What's that? You guys did a big renovation at the Liars Club. Right? Yeah, That's yeah, we did. You know, Gary did all kinds of space it looks on this. Super it's cool. slutty. Out, out back is cool. <laughs> yeah, and uh, yeah, it's going to be good. And there's more. And the uh, the guys' bathroom has a new floor, a new oh. toilet. Like like it's a, it's almost COVID compliant. <laughs> it's, yeah, I'm trying to say it still smells the same because I was just in there. But uh, no, it's good. And, um, yeah, nothing, man. Just uh, yeah. just doing this and trying to have some fun with our pals. Yeah. So give, well, us, uh, give us your show story because, of course, we're way behind on this. Yeah, okay. Uh, all right. Or any uh, story that's funny. I don't give a shit. Shit. Uh, I think uh, the best one I have it, it, that's brief uh, was uh, our last show in Vegas, which was at the this last tour that got canceled because of fucking COVID. Um, we dropped uh, we dropped acid like right in the middle of the show. Uh, nice. Like we had like a set break and took some. So anyway, acid. the best show that uh, I, <laughs> I've ever seen. There's Lucas. Was... How you doing, buddy? Good, buddy. How are you? Oh man, it's good to see you. It's good to see you too. You got fucking uh, you got another driving show coming up this weekend. Wait, one more time, I can't hear because Herb's talking in the background. Uh, I was I was. You got a driving show coming up this weekend, right? Uh, no, we did it, uh, uh, uh but, but he's back. He's uh, back. <laughs> they did it, they're doing another one. They did it a while ago. That's what I thought. They're doing another one. We just started one. telling you a story that everyone keeps coming, so it's like, I'll do it at the end, because he's actually here. So, okay. all right, so you did acid in the middle of the show. 
Yeah, and the, it took a long time to kick in, as acid always does, and I made the classic so mistake of, of doubling up the fucking dosage because I was unsure that it was right. working. This isn't working. This <laughs> yeah. isn't working. So uh, it wound up being like the worst acid trip of my life, and uh, the only way I could stay calm was to lock myself into a smoky Vegas uh, hotel room and watch the entirety of the Godfather trilogy with commercial breaks on <laughs> TBS. The third one, the third <laughs> one is probably when it went south. <laughs> Anyway, but it, it, but it took like a, about 11 hours to finish it because it was like, you know, TBS fucking commercial breaks. Right. Like there's like oh, an hour and a half of fucking commercials every fucking show. Anyway, so it turns into this really dark thing. And then at the end of the night, like, I, you know, I'd lost all my money earlier and it was really a bad trip. And uh, I go downstairs into the casinos at the Four Queens and uh, the Four Queens elevator opens up and right there is uh, a Godfather casino machine. And I thought, I, I thought to myself, this is like some sort of fucking weird compliments. Yeah. So I put in, uh, put in and Andy dollars. Garcia was playing it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I won two hundred and fifty dollars on a one dollar. Wow! So. so it actually, it actually, it actually out the Are yeah, you sure? Happened. Was that just part of your acid shit? I, you know what, man? I choose to believe. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Yeah. All right, brother. Well, shit. I, I might, I won't see you tomorrow. I might see you Tuesday for dinner, Wednesday, whatever. Thank you so much right. for doing this. Love right. you. Sounds good. Right, man. I'll see, I'll see you, McConnell. Oh, and, uh, Absolutely. I'll see you All right, brother. Thank you. See you guys. Um, next, I think we're going to do Mulroney next. I don't know if Jimmy showed up on the thing. Hey, James, did Jimmy, uh, did James Dresser show up on the thing? I'm going to call him if I can. No sign of Jimmy. I need, uh, I need to charge my phone so I can fucking call him. My phone's dead. So here, we'll have, we'll have Lucas do, uh, the rest of his best gig story. And then, uh, and then I'm going to charge my phone and we'll get Sean and then we'll hopefully we'll get Jimmy. Herb, Herb doesn't understand phones. Let me let me sit down and talk to everybody. A am I talking to the uh, the voter public? Uh, hi. And guess who's coming on with us right now? It's my seat. It's my seat. Look at this. It's Sean Maroney, everybody. Hi, Sean. He's coming on. Well, I'm doing very well. Scott, tell them the story about New York. All right, so there was a girl about, drunk in New York. Are we talking about New York? Yeah, I've got some New York, York stories. All right, so there was this one time we were in New York, but it was when New York was New York. You know what they said? Right? Yeah, when, when you could still buy stuff on the street in front of St. Mark's shirt. Well, well, mm -hmm. yeah, sure. But it was one of those days, and then, and then what? What, what? You want your seat back? Okay. No, no, no. Take right, it. I'll, I'm, I'm here. I'll, I'll I'm here immediately. Oh, no, man. No, you're on. You're on. Whatever the story. you want. He's got a story. He does. It's true. But you want to go? John's got a story. All right. All right. Here we are, ladies and gentlemen. Got a lot of stories. I say. Lady, let me let me sit back down. You get to my. You get on this side. Get in the thing. Uh, Sean Mulroney, Double Door Proprietor, Avondale Ramblers, uh, Miracle Attorney. Uh, I don't know other stuff. Cool. Uh, Sean, what have you been up to? And then tell us a good story. I'm Thanks. trying to enjoy my free time with no income. <laughs> but that said, uh, I, I noticed this New York theme going on. So I was in a band yeah. in the late 80s, early 90s called Tick Todd. That's and, right. Yeah, you know what? So I'm probably the only person you know that's been voted off Star Search because of uh, Shaft. Richard Roundtree thumbs us down and sent us packing. <laughs> Thank I, you, Richard. I got <laughs> caught hanging out with the TV spokesmodels. Nice. I had to jump the fence to get some Jack Daniels, which may have had a play in that. <laughs> but moving along, the same, the same band 
played at CBGB's. Uh, and I only remember going there, seeing Hilly sitting at the door and you. standing on the stage and look at the back of the, the mid-highs and all the famous band stickers that were up there that were right. really their stickers. Right, right. yeah, yeah. Fucking awesome. they put up there, yeah. So it was probably a Tuesday night in January that we were able to secure this hot gig. Right. And we drove all the way out from Chicago just to play that show. Of course. Yeah. And I think... Uh, I, big money. Big money, money. I think, I, think yeah. I scrounged up eight or ten friends that I knew in New York. And uh, we were uh, <laughs> we were the headliners. So by the time we won, I think there were six of them still standing. <laughs> but the highlight of the night was the band in front of us, this punk rock band. At the end of their set, they literally smashed every piece of equipment they had. Yes. And they sit there sweated with nothing but shreds of guitars and drums there. And they go, we want to thank CVGBs. We want to thank Hilly. We've never been to a big city before. <laughs> We're from Jersey. <laughs> Do you remember the name of this combo? I don't. but oh. I, I haven't told that story in 25 years. <laughs> that's so so that's my rock story. You guys keep rocking on. I like that. Thank you, Sean Mulroney. Excellent. All right. Uh, we're trying to get my fucking phone one charge. We're going to try and get Jimmy on the phone and see if he's going to do this. It will at least get him on the phone. Uh, Mike, talk or, or no, well, Lucas, tell your story. In the meantime, in the meantime, I'd like to tell my story. So there was this one time I was in, uh, I was in, uh, I was in Phoenix. And the thing about Phoenix that a lot of people don't know is we Phoenix. We played CBs when I was in high school. Right. Yeah, we were, yeah. Open, we were open exactly. up for Flipper. Yeah. I was Go like on. 16. It was great. And so I'm like, oh, my God, we're playing open for Flipper. And it's like a sold-out show. And, like, I'm in high school. And I bought some really cool creepers. Like, I was, like, losing my mind. And so we play. So we're playing. We do the show. And people actually don't hate our guts. And that's when we that's when we meet all the that's when we start meeting all the New York people. Like I'm pretty sure we probably met Jimmy that day and stuff. And so we we're just so everybody's just hanging out at the best time. And then after every off stage, I go outside and I'm ready and I'm ready for Flipper to come on. And we're like, all right, we're all gonna go see Flipper. And the fire department's up front going, they're at capacity. You can't come in. So after the show, we just got kicked out and then say this was back when the Bowery was bad, and all these bums are just standing there trying to pass us bottles of wine and stuff. Oh, Scott, I'm sorry. Did you want to tell a story? Oh, shit. Uh, oh, well, well uh, that uh, <laughs> reminds me of this time that I was in uh, I was in Naperville, and uh, uh, we 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 ate at the uh, Taco Bell, and Naperville used to have a Taco Bell. Do they have one anymore? I don't know, but Naperville had a Taco Bell, and it was it was crazy. It was nuts, my friend, and. That is what I'm talking about. And so we were going to play a show at the Naperville place next to the Taco Bell, which everyone knew. Everyone knew. My family everyone knew. My mom was a playing field now. All right, well. Tell the Rochester story. Tell the real story now. All right, so uh, uh, Herb was in a band called Beer Nuts. And we were on tour with Failure, and we basically played a lot of our chips to make sure that... Say hey to uh, Troy. Hi, Troy. <laughs> we played a lot of our chips to make sure that uh, Beer Nuts could do at least one week with us. And uh, it, it was a bad move. It was a bad move. I'm not really good at, at cards or 
poker or anything like that, but it was, it was a bad move. Anyway, so the van shows up and they all tumble out and they're all fucked up. And, uh, and so they start the sound check and it's hilarious. And you know, the sound guy goes, Hey, let's do a vocal check. And they all, four of them all have mics and they all do vocal checks at the same time. They go, check, 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 like screaming and, you know, and, uh, uh, God, this is a terrible story. And, uh, we're sorry. So, so, um, so, so Joe Kelly has a mic that keeps shocking him and he's, he's, he's playing 13 and he's like, and every time his lips touch the mic, it shocks him. But unlike, Mice, he doesn't understand. So he, it doesn't matter. I don't want them to know it's me. So he keeps getting shocked and he doesn't learn his lesson, right? So he goes, wow, 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 singing this song. And I'm sitting there watching this. It's the best. It's the best. And so they all get up and they play the set, uh, the sound check. And it's the sound guy's like, all right, fuck it. Who cares? It's over. And then they all leave, and then Joe Kelly is setting up the Beer Nuts uh, banner behind. And I walk up, I go, dude, you can't set up a banner. And he goes to Herb, he's like, who the fuck is this guy? And Herb goes, oh, yeah, yeah, it's the guy from Luck Lights. What, what? Anyway, so Herb, and, uh, so Joe's standing on a, uh, a drum throne, right? Standing on it, which is for anybody who sits on a drunk town knows it moves a lot like that. So he's standing on there and he's like this. We can't get it up there. And Herb's trying to help him. And then Herb's like goes, uh, and finally Herb loses interest. And then Joe turns around and goes, Herb, Herb, Herb. <laughs> and then the fucking drum throne turns and Joe goes head first into the drums. And boom! And his feet are sticking up in the air. And the sound guys hadn't turned the mics off. So you could hear it through the PA. So he's sitting there, and Joe Kelly's sitting there, and his feet are up. And you can hear him through, through, the, uh, through the PA going, oh, 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 oh. That's my story. <laughs> yeah, all right. It's not Find good. Story. Yeah, I had to be there. We're trying to get tuned. Now, what time is it? I don't know. Time to die? Yeah. 9.38. Oh, okay. We're fine. Oh, oh great. Keep going, You got a story you want to tell? Are you sure? Okay. Right. Well, she does. <laughs> she does. She's got a lot of stories you want to tell. I'm sure. Uh, so, the other thing... So where's James right now is the question. We're, we're waiting for that. Where is James? Why can't he be doing this? Anybody want to hear my Lemmy story? He's not yeah. supposed to be there. It's it's not a Lemmy story. James isn't there. He's not supposed to be there. Yeah, what I'm asking is why is this happening? It's Lemmy. I got a Lemmy story. Oh, oh you've got a Lemmy story. We've all got Lemmy stories. Everybody's got a Lemmy story, we yeah. tell you. <laughs> Lemmy's my dad. Go. All right. One of my favorite stories from Dumbledore involves Lemmy, and he was really? play, he was playing there. Wait, what? One of my favorite stories. At any rate, 
Nate says, you want to meet, you want to meet Lemmy? So down the dressing room. And he's, you said no. Down in the dressing room, he's already uh, through bottle number one of Jack Daniels. And uh, there's, you know, things are working pretty well after the show. And I walk in, I don't know really, do you call him Mr. Kilmeister? you call him Lemmy? I guess you all know that he has that uh, mole on the side of his face, which from all of my childhood memories is about the size of a small bump. But at this point, towards his twilight years, it's about the size of my little finger. So it's sticking out like this. So I look at Mr. Kilmeister and I look, I, I don't want to look at it like I'm staring at it. So I looked down, but I didn't realize his cock was the size of about 12 and a half inches down his skinny jeans. So I looked at his lap. I can't look at his lap. So I go, oh, shit. And I look up, oh, shit. I go, so I'm literally staring off into the sunset, if I will, trying to talk to Lemmy, one of my idols. One of my idols. Like, what do you say to a guy like that has that going on? Nicest guy in the world. So that's my Lemmy story. Okay, here. So my Lemmy story is a lot. Oh, okay. go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I got the drinks. It's a lot. It's a lot more violent, and uh, it has to do with my mom and blood and the cops. It's a good one. So yeah, yeah. Jesus so Christ, and then the other part. Lucas sucks. Um, <laughs> all right, sorry about that. Like, oh, Scott, Scott's humor is kind of dry. Anyone's watching now. Um, yeah, exactly. It's over. All right, we're going to give Jimmy a couple more minutes. If not, um, thank you to everybody who did this tonight. Well, some of my favorite people in the world. Uh, I have some Maker's Mark. We're, uh, we're here at the Liars Club uh, with 24 people every night. Come see us and the rest of these <laughs> and the rest of these people should be awesome lots of rules too um oh wait pull back from the mic <laughs> i'm looking at the chat it says pull back from the mic um all right cool camel to neighborville swingers capital in the midwest might be time to wrap this up yes thank you Shit. all right and thanks jimmy rules. yeah any other rules thank you guys so much uh Something, something financial, James Van Asdall, Liars Club, all the people. Thanks very much. Bye, guys.